Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Spiritual Rest. Spiritual Rest. We welcome those who are watching on YouTube, whether the live broadcast or the recording. This is going to be a great session. And I want to remind you here at Igniting Hope, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope's an unstoppable force. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Hope is what makes our faith healthy. Faith people who are believing for specific things but don't have hope, which is a general optimism, They have a difficult time overcoming disappointment and a difficult time thriving and being joyful while they're waiting (laughs) for the promise to be fulfilled. And so we love to talk about hope and talk about beliefs. And uh, I want to remind you that on our ignitinghope.com platform, you can have a session you can sign up for a session with an igniting hope certified belief trainer and that is something that's powerful hey let's talk about spiritual rest i remember when i first became a follower of jesus at age 19 uh, in a church in fortuna california there was a young man in the church a little older than me at that time named scott smith who Love to talk about Hebrews 4. He was he became a missionary to Spain, and he just always came back to Hebrews chapter 4. And Hebrews chapter 4 is a great chapter of the hour. I, I share a message, the 17 most important chapters in the Bible. You may, I'm not going to say what all of them are right now, but Hebrews chapter 4, I believe, is one of them. If you can get that right, you're going to get a lot of other things that are right. Now, by the way, I just teased you. I need to tell you the 17 most important chapters in the Bible, because if you get them right, you'll get other things right. Romans 4 through 8, chapters 4 through 8, Galatians, the six chapters of Galatians, Ephesians chapters 1, 2, and 3, and Colossians chapters 1 and 2. I hope that adds up to 17. Now, in, in Hebrews 4, it, it, it tells us about a rest, a spiritual rest. Those in the Old Testament did not uh, experience it through unbelief. They didn't believe what God said. Verse 2 is such a fascinating verse. It says, talking about the people of the Old Testament, that the word that was preached to them did not profit them, for they did not mix faith with what they heard. They didn't mix their faith. It didn't profit them. The word of God is meant to profit us. It's to bring breakthrough, to profit us in, in our lives, in our families, in our finances, in our influence, in our health, uh, 
It's meant to profit us. Now, as you look at Hebrews 4, it says this in verse, let's find this, uh, 6, I believe. It says, now, if this promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest to come. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. As we enter into God's faith rest, we cease from our own works. We cease from our own works just as God celebrated his finished work and rests in them. So then, listen to this. So then we must give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life. We are to pursue this. And as I think about it, rest is a place that comes from trust. Now, I want to talk about my wife a little bit today because I'm going to give you five keys to experience spiritual rest. And my wife, Wendy, she is um, she she's a hero of mine. She is absolutely. And she has taught me so much. She's written the book Victorious Emotions. She's written the book Living from the Unseen. She's uh, has an encounter CD and, and she's taught me so many things. And I, the, the five keys I'm going to give you to walk in this spiritual rest that Hebrews 4 says we need to be diligent. Some translations say we need to strive to enter the rest. Uh, here, here's some keys. So, and, and they're beliefs. They're beliefs. Because again, it said in verse 2 of Hebrews 4, they didn't mix their faith. So what what do we mix our faith with? Number one, this is something that'll give you rest, is the favor belief. Wendy has this belief that she shares, and she believes this, that she does not try to make people, she doesn't need to try to make people like her. She has this belief, the people who need to like me will like me. The people that God wants me to have favor with, I will have favor with. And what, what, a, what a powerful belief system that is that gives us rest. I was in a meeting a while back and with some key leaders, and I went into the meeting with the attitude, because they, they could open a big door for me or, or not. And I went into the, the, the meeting with the attitude, God, I don't care if they like me or not. I am totally trusting. If you want them to like me, if you want them to, me to have favor in their eyes, then they, I will have favor in their eyes. If you don't want me to have favor in their eyes, then I won't have favor in their eyes. And I'll tell you, that was a place of rest. That was a spiritual rest. And what's so amazing is that when we rest, and by the way, that meeting went great. I had favor. But... When we rest, it's going to increase the likelihood of us having favor anyway. Because if we're striving, trying to make people impress us, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, someone on, on a date or, or something else, they're trying to overly impress somebody. It just, it just sends weirdness in the relationship. So I'm talking today about 
how to possess spiritual rest. And Wendy said this, and I'll repeat it. She says, if somebody is supposed to like me, they will. Uh, YouTube version of this. And yes, that is good. Thanks for being in the chat. Okay, here's number, here's number two. A number two key for us to experience the spiritual rest promised in Hebrews 4. It's the anointing belief. Again, I'm coming back to Wendy. I'm coming back to Wendy. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't signed up for our YouTube live channel, a YouTube channel, uh, I, I encourage you to do that if you want more of this. So here it's the anointing belief. Again, here's Wendy. All right. So when we first became followers of Jesus and we were not married, we were hippies and dating and and we get saved. And a few months after we get saved, we go to a church on a Wednesday night. There's about 10, 13 of us who had recently uh, become saved. And we were to give a five-minute testimony. Five-minute testimony. And I fasted and prayed all day because I was so nervous about that. And Wendy, she gets up. She looks at the people, starts crying, and sits down and says, I will never speak in front of people again. It was painful. But then she gets all these prophetic words. You are, you are a teacher. You are a, a powerful communicator. And she, she was thinking, wow, they missed that because my past experience and my feelings don't indicate that's true. <laughs> Let's laugh at this. If a prophetic word given to you doesn't come into immediate agreement with your past experience and feelings, it's not a good word. Let's laugh at that. Ha ha. Now, the greatest words we need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. So she gets those words and she's still struggling. And Bill Johnson, senior leader at Bethel Church, comes out to our church in Nevada where we're pastoring. And he says this. He's dreaming. And he says, there's coming a day. There's coming a day when all you're going to need to do is say peanut butter and people will say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? <laughs> and Wendy thought, I can say peanut butter. I can say peanut And she got the revelation. And here it is. Her, her faith was not to be in her ability to speak, was but to be in God's ability to anoint what she said. Her faith was not to be in her ability to speak, but in God's ability to anoint what she said. So she entered into a rest in not trying to focus on saying the right words, but trusting that whatever she said, God would anoint. And I mean, Wendy's got some, some powerful beliefs. She says, even if I say it wrong, people will hear it right. <laughs> and I'm not saying we just become careless and we don't prepare and, and that. But this is the anointing belief that God's anointing will, will cause it to happen. It's not, not my ability as much as his anointing. And that, so we're talking today about Hebrews 4 rest, spiritual rest. It says, be diligent to enter into that rest. Pursue it. That, that, so it's the favor belief that if God... Want somebody to like me? They'll like me. If God wants somebody to give me favor, they'll give me favor. 
I'm not going to try to kick a door in. It, the anointing belief, my, my faith is not in my ability to speak or to perform well. It's in his ability to anoint what I'm saying or what I am doing. The third one is the peace belief. The peace belief. Again, I'm going to talk about Wendy. And these are things she's taught me. I think I might have taught her a couple things too, but... <laughs> You know, I remember when we had teenage teenagers, our kids were that age, and there there's there some challenges and some times where this decision making was concerning to us. And Wendy would go to prayer and and, and, and she'd pray out of fear, pray out of uh, anxiety, and and the Lord says, I, I don't want you to pray until you you overcome your fear. Spend the first 55 minutes of an hour of prayer of dealing with the lies, creating the fear. And so that you get into a place of peace and then take five minutes and address the situation. Don't spend an hour begging. Don't spend an hour crying out. Spend time soaking in the presence. Spend time, spend time meditating on the word. Uh, getting the truth to overcome the lies. And, and I believe that's just such a powerful word that in our prayer lives, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it, it says, do not worry about anything. <laughs> Woo, what a verse. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. The peace of God. Or you could say the rest of of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love what Bill Johnson says, Jesus, when he talks about Jesus sleeping in the boat when there's a storm and his disciples wake him up and say, hey, you know, don't, don't you care that we're perishing? And, and Jesus rebuked the storm. And, and Bill Johnson says this, we have authority over any storm that we can sleep through. We have authority over any storm that we can sleep through. And Romans 16.20 says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The peace is one of our strongest weapons in prayer. When we have peace that leads to a spiritual rest, then that, that, says, that increases the timetable. It brings it nearer of seeing the manifest crushing of anything the enemy's doing. Here we go. Here's number four. Key to bring spiritual rest is the, is the Mark 11.24 belief. Mark 11.24 basically says this. When you pray, believe that you receive, and then you will have it. At the moment you pray, believe that you will receive, that you have received. And you will have it. This is, brings rest. We, we don't wait until we see manifestation to believe we've received. We believe we received at the time of prayer. Joel Osteen, who's a great communicator of hope, his mother about 30 years ago, maybe longer, was uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer. And, and she had a date where she believed that she received 
I received my healing on this date. And she had a miraculous healing. And there's things that as we believe that we receive and maybe, you know, just we, we, we write a reminder in our phone that pops up. I've already received my healing. I've already received breakthrough in my family. I've already received this promise happening. I've received it. And, and it, it brings a rest because we are functioning from a place of receptivity. By the way, somebody who's watching or listening right now, the Lord is giving you a revelation out of Mark eleven twenty two to 24, where he's going to do something in that. He's going to release a fresh gift of faith over you that's going to explode. It's going to explode in, in ministry with souls, with miracles, and with healing. So we're talking today about Hebrews 4, which, which says that we are to be diligent to enter his rest. And we enter his rest uh, through, through faith, through believing. And then at the end of the chapter of Hebrews 4, it says, He understands humanity, for as a man, our magnificent king, priest, was tempted in every way, just as we are, and conquered sin. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. In our time of weakness. And basically what that verse says at the end of Hebrews 4, which leads into the last key for spiritual rest, is that the God is for me belief. The God is for me, believe. The God is for me. And Hebrews 4, at the end of the chapter, the great chapter on rest, it says that he was tempted just like us. He understands us. And he says to come boldly. We're to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain, to obtain mercy and help in our time of need. And this is what brings us rest, is that we realize God's for us. I mean, if we think God's against us, if we think God is disappointed with us, it, God sees us. God, God wasn't disappointed in Jesus, and when we believe in Jesus, he's not disappointed in us. <laughs> and so it, this is... What brings rest is the God is for me belief. He's for me. He says to come boldly. He understands. You know, the, the, the most important moments, you know, when we think we've blown at the worst, when we think we've blown at the worst, that's the time. That's such a crucial time to come boldly into his presence, to become boldly and, and, and don't... He doesn't say disconnect from me. Don't wait until you clean up your mess. Come right now. I understand. And as we humble ourselves, as we come and we, we cast all of our cares upon him, we get to experience that rest. So we're talking today about Hebrews 4, spiritual rest. The five keys to enter into that rest is, number one, the favor belief. Those that God wants me, wants to like me, will like me. Those who God want, needs to like me, will like me. 
And so I don't need to strive to impress. I don't need to strive to, to try to, to get people's favor. Certainly, I'm going to eliminate favor busters on my life, behaviors and things. that. But, but ultimately, ultimately, I trust God to give me favor with those that I need. Number two, the anointing belief. My faith is not in my ability to do something, but in his ability to anoint what I do. <laughs> the peace belief. The peace belief is I realize that as I go after the lies, creating my fear, worry, and anxiety, and come into a place of peace, it increases the likelihood it's going to bring breakthrough soon, soon. And then the Mark eleven twenty four belief, believe that I've received at the moment of prayer. And then the God is for me belief. He is for me. He understands. Wow. Hey, what a, what a joy to be able to, to, to just share this podcast um, with you today. And I want to remind you, we're, we are here at Igniting Hope to ignite your hope. To ignite your hope. And... I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality that there is. And I'll say it again. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get through hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And I want to remind you, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength, is my strength. We don't, we don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. And so as I activate joy, as I understand God's joy for me, and I, I activate my own joy, I get strength. And pretty much for everybody watching today, listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. You know, I have rarely found a time in my life where it's convenient to walk in radical joy. And by the way, one of the greatest questions that will we can ever ask ourselves is, why am I not radically joyful now? That will take you to the headwaters of deep, deep, deep stuff. And so we need strength now. How do we activate our joy? Is we focus and we become thankful for what we do have rather than focusing on what we don't have. And then we activate Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart we're delighting ourselves in the lord not we're not delighting in a, in a fulfilled or, or in a certain uh, result we're delighting in the lord we, we delight with unfulfilled desires all of us have got unfulfilled desires and we delight before the desire is fulfilled and it's the key to seeing it happen and the delighters mantra is lord i'm so excited i can't wait to see what you're going to do about this I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this. It's going to be good. Hey, by the way, my brother Phil Backlin and I are going to be doing the Culture of Empowerment. It is a great online leadership course starting the first week of June. It's podcast-driven. We got a weekly uh, video, 12 weeks long, made for people on the go. We have a weekly uh, Zoom session where Phil and I will do answer Q&As during, during our summer in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's just so good for business leaders, church leaders, organizational leaders, parents, 
anybody wants to grow an influence, it is incredible. It's how we build big people. It's how we champion people. It's how we create structures in our organizations where there's win-win. It is, it is so good. And so that's going to be starting on June 3rd. You can find information about it on our ignitinghope.com platform. Excuse me, our ignitinghopeacademy.com platform. Ignitinghopeacademy.com platform. We've got a lot of courses there. Website, ignitinghope.com. Just so much good stuff is happening. Hey, here's what I like to do to end. Here's what we like to do. Take five seconds to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. I'm modeling that we don't need a lot of time. If you attach faith to five seconds of prayer, it's more effective than an hour of not attaching faith to what you're praying. <laughs> and we felt your prayers. We were in a season. We're in a good season right now. So will you take five seconds to pray for my wife, Wendy, and me and Igniting Hope and just release your faith over us? Thank you. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for the prayers. Again, thank you for those who are watching this podcast being recorded on YouTube. Thank you for uh, participating in this. Uh, if you would like to sow into Igniting Hope Ministries, you can go to ignitinghope.com and find the give. We always appreciate that. And if we're traveling and you see us in travel, please come up and say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I love, I love that. Hey, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. God bless you. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.